Welcome to Life Unedited. I am your host, Tabitha Sweeney, and this is your lifestyle guide to living an unapologetic life that aligns solely with you. What's up, guys? All right. Here we go. We are going to talk today, you guys. I've got so much to tell you because I took last week off. Um, It didn't start out intentional that I was taking the week off. And I really still thought I was going to get in here and get some things recorded, and I didn't. And here's the thing. The one thing I want you to understand and know about this podcast is that everything happens in real time. There have been times I've held an episode for like, up to 24 to 48 hours and it's simply because I had recorded so much that it was either going to be give you a three-hour episode or split it into multiple and then you know hold it over a couple days to drip it out to you but as a rule I record and I publish within a 12-hour window and the reason for that is because With this podcast, my my goal is transparency. That's always been my goal. My goal is to show what life is actually really like and prove that you're not alone in whatever your journey is. And sometimes I feel like, you know, if I'm holding on to something for a week or two, even if I even if I record it today and it's hot in the moment and the feelings are fresh but then I don't put it out for two or three weeks something to me gets lost in translation and I I don't like that it's something that bothers me so this podcast is really meant to be like an in the moment type of podcast and there are days and moments and situations that simply cannot be broadcast in the moment um and that basically was last week all right so it has been a really crazy week uh let's see a couple weeks ago I don't know I don't know how many weeks ago now I met somebody online and oh he just seemed like he was absolutely perfect in fact he actually seemed too good to be true right like where like in the back of your mind you're kind of like ooh flags 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 and I'm not good at picking out the flags you guys so I was I kind of was like this this doesn't feel like it could be real because because how because nobody is nobody's life right but at the same time you guys he gave me a sob story about his past and his history and I asked him to send me a picture every day and he did. He sent me a picture every single day and every single picture was him and every single picture was him in a different location and, you know, doing things. And he, we spoke on the phone multiple times a day. Um, I mean, he called me every single morning to say good morning and we spoke until, you know, we, we would talk for a couple hours every single night after my kids went to bed. We, it felt like we had really headed off and I really felt like I was I hit the jackpot because he mirrored everything I was looking for but I never told him what I was looking for like it was not a conversation that we had had uh my conversation like when people are like what are you looking for I'm like oh I don't know you know I'm I'm looking to start something and see where it goes I'm looking for respect I'm looking for somebody who can show me that they're a partner in life. Um, you know, ultimately I'm looking for my ride and my ride or die, but also like let's just start with dinner and I'm going to watch and see how many beers you drink. Like right? Like that's ultimately like where my mind is at because you know, I was married to an alcoholic. I don't want to go down that road again. So like let's just start there. And this guy literally mirrored every single thing that I wanted. And after two and a half weeks, we had video chatted. I looked up the area code. And yes, the area code was from where he said he was from, like originally, right? Because he told me he was from Florida. 
and it was a Florida area code and he said he had just moved up to Cleveland and I'm like okay I'm you know not in Cleveland but I'm close three hours you know crazier things have happened um he told me he had a job where he could easily relocate and work remotely I'm like okay told me he was traveling for work at the moment cool I I believed all of it because I had no reason not to and last week Monday I got a message. I was in the middle of a stretch session and I got a message and I saw it come through on my on my watch and all I saw was Tabitha, I have to tell you I've been lying to you. And my heart stopped. And I got done with my sessions. I opened up my phone and I simply just hit delete. Like just delete. I don't want to I don't even want to know what you're lying to me about and several people had asked me like don't you want to know and I was like I really don't want to know because at this point you could be lying about what color nail polish you put on your toes and it doesn't matter the fact that you're lying to me about it is what matters I didn't reply at all and then the next morning I was again in another session with a client and he called me twice and left me a really long voicemail, like a super long voicemail, along with several text messages saying, please talk to me, please talk to me, please talk to me. And I said, okay. I, or no, I didn't say okay. I said, there's really nothing to talk about. And he started telling me, like, in all of this, that he literally lied to me about everything. There was not one piece of anything that he said to me that was truthful. From his name, to where he lived, to his job, to his pictures, to the video feed. And at that point, I really just, again, wanted to hit delete. But first, I had to know how I video, how I video chatted with him. When the person I video chatted looked looked like the photos, how did how how did that happen? He basically told me he's a computer engineer, and that he scammed many women in the past. And that was what he initially set out to do with me. Um, he says he didn't. I don't believe that for a second because if you've scammed many other women, why would you not be setting out to scam me? And if you didn't intend to scam me, then why would you be lying to me? Um, so I was kind of like, hey, okay. I I couldn't even have words. And the thing was, is I like I wasn't heartbroken. I was sad, but I was sick to my stomach over the fact that this is what's happening. These are how people in the world are treating each other. This is what's going on. And the reality of how stupid you feel. And then I sat back and I was like, but I video chatted with him. And I looked up where the area code for was on his phone. And we talked on the phone constantly. Like, it wasn't like this was just a text message uh, relationship back and forth. Like, we talked five or six times a day, right? Multiple times. And... In the evening, we would talk for several hours. Like, it was mind-boggling that you would put so much energy into something, into creating this character that isn't real. And basically, at the end of the day, he told me that he fell in love with me and felt like he couldn't scam me and he wanted to tell me the truth because he wants to start over as himself. Well, that was a great big no, right? Like, I know. And there was a part of me that was like heartwarmed by the idea that my character and who I am brought him to a point in a place where he wasn't going to scam me where he was going to come clean, where he genuinely had feelings 
and you know some people are like that's part of the scam and I was like I don't know if that's part of how how could that be part of the scam you know and when you're saying that like how could that how could that be part of the scam because if you just decided that you weren't going to scam me then I feel like you would just ghost me like if you realize like I have no money to scam you would just ghost me you wouldn't come out and tell me that you've like you wouldn't come out and confess your felonies to me right and I really spent some time and it wasn't because I was heartbroken like back in December I was heartbroken Mr. December he broke my heart oh yeah this was more disgusted I felt so taken aback I mean I had shared pictures of my kids I felt so stupid And I think part of that is such an important lesson. There's such an important lesson in that, right? Because we all notice that we hear these stories and we hear them on the news and we're like, how do these women fall for this? And how did. But the reality is, these. These perps, see, there I am watching all my crime shows. These perps, their techniques are so sophisticated. Like in no point in two and a half weeks did this guy ever give conflicting information about his past, about his history, about his story, nothing. And so what I've realized over the past week is that I don't know how to do anything except for innately trust people. And I don't think that was always a part of me. I don't think I always trusted the way I do today. And I think I've been struggling with that because I have been hurt worse today than I than I was back when I was younger. And when I was younger, I was so much more skeptical. And now through all the trauma and all the pain – I give everybody a benefit of a doubt. I give everybody the chance. And I think part of that truly comes from, from healing. Uh, I remember my therapist saying that to me a while back. Like that one of my she's like, one of your greatest strengths is your ability to trust in other people. And it's also the one thing that comes back and hurts you more than anything else. And it, it is so true. And that was the start of my week. And it was a lot to process. Okay. So from, from there, we, I started trying to process and I decided part of how I'm going to process is, again, do the same thing that I did back in December. Get back on the apps because I haven't looked at them in like two and a half weeks. Uh, I'm going to get back on the apps and I am going to really genuinely like see who I can talk to. So this time when I set my accounts up, it was, whew. I don't know what I did differently. Because I feel like I wrote my profile the same. I feel like the pictures were pretty much the same. But the number, I mean, the like the messages just never stopped. Like I have within, it's been a week, I have well over 100 messages. And I'm not saying that to brag. There's a lot of junk. Like I've probably responded to four of them, five of them. Of those five of them, uh, I met one. We had fun and we laughed, but there was a part of me that sort of felt like he was making fun of me the whole time. Uh, and I don't think he meant to, but again, here's here's mistrustworthy. I don't think he meant to. I think um, 
I think that's his personality and it just didn't jive with my personality. Like, you know, and I was really proud of myself because when he came back to me the next day and said, like, would you like to go out again? I responded very kindly that I had a great time, but I just really didn't feel like there was going to be sparks that were going to take it to the next level. Then I met another guy who was great. We had a lot of fun. He lives an hour away because I did not know where Medina is. Huh. I thought it was Bioma. It's not. It's not. It's farther than Lockport. Like, it's like, like Lockport's like the halfway point. Uh... I should have map quested it first before I clicked on it. But I really genuinely thought it was like 20 minutes. Well, it's not. So anyways, he is a super nice guy. And I am – we're going to see how that goes. But I am actually going out with somebody in the fitness world uh, this this week. And I'm excited for that. Because I feel like that's such a driving force of, like, connection for me. Like, to have somebody who understands human movement and the body and fitness. And for me, I feel like that could be, like, so on point, right? Of, like, of connection. So needless to say, you guys, in the middle of all of this, okay, I start really tuning in and I start, I go back to that box of trauma that I opened up, you know, back in December on New Year's Eve, that, that box. And I open it up and I start kind of like picking through it. And so this whole week I've been picking through this trauma and man, it has brought up some feelings, you guys. So as I'm picking through this trauma and there are these recurring themes that keep coming up in my life and they keep coming to like the point in present with different friends and acquaintances and professionals I know in the community and it's the same topic that just keeps rising and so and it's the it's the topic of sexuality and sensuality and kink huh huh who would have thought so I open up that box of trauma and I'm like oh look at this what's in here guilt shame all these things all these desires and thoughts and fantasies that you never allowed yourself to actually have are in this box. And now, here you sit with this open-ended, like, what to do because, again, somebody that you thought you trusted showed you who they really were and it was not who you expected them to be, right? So it's almost like we were starting all over yet again. And I really sat back and started saying to myself, what do you want? Dad, what do you want? Do you really want a relationship? And and as I was going through this, everything I was telling myself was conflicting. Like, I really want a ride and die. I really want a partner. But I also just really want to have fun and experience things that I've thought about experiencing in this world of sensuality and and sex and kink but never have but I don't know where to start with that I don't I I don't know what to do with that right because it's not a part of any world that I've ever fucking been in because I've only been with fat free vanilla Right? I was either with Fat Free Vanilla or totally disengaged. Like, 
I was a pro. When I, going back before fat-free vanilla, I was a pro at disassociating myself from sex. And so that was something I started thinking about. Is that what I want now? Because I go back and I say to myself, you are 40 and you are an adult. And if that is all you want, that is okay. If you simply want someone and a partner who is simply going to be and only be sex, to fill that need in that specific spot of your life, there's nothing wrong with that. Even if you were led to believe growing up that there is something wrong with that, right? And so here I was working my way through this box of trauma, just, you know, picking it up and looking at it and brushing it off and being like, huh, well, there you are. Because, you know, I feel a lot of shame over just even saying those words. What kind of person wants that? I'll tell you what kind of person wants that. A whole lot of them. A whole lot of them want that. And that's okay. Because that's part of being an adult. And we don't shame men who sleep around. We don't shame men who have a partner that is strictly for sex. But we shame women because what a slut she is. What a whore she is. And I started getting really heavy into these feelings, like really heavy. And they were like super weighing me down. And as I sat and I really started thinking about what is it that I actually really truly want, I was super uncertain. Because here's the thing, for a variety of reasons, including safety, like let's put safety at the very top, like reason number one, I don't want to be meeting up with a different dude every night for sex. Like, that's not what I want. But if I decide it's sex that I really want, it's experience that I really want, it's fulfilling some of these fantasies that I've never even had the courage to say out loud, let alone remotely, engage in it would it would be okay to find one person who's going to fill that role and that part of my life right but if that's all it is then here's my boundaries and my boundaries include several things like we don't talk about my kids. We don't talk about work. We don't, we, there, if, if that's all it is, there also can't be like an emotional connection, right? Because if we're opening that door of emotion, then, then it goes together, right? That's how we disassociated way back when. I, I never knew his last name. Sometimes the guys, I sometimes I didn't know his first name. I'm going to be totally honest with you there. Um, but that's the truth. I didn't need to. I, there, we were there for a reason. <laughs> that reason did not need to speak about those kind of things. All right? So here I was, and I was like super conflicting with this because on one hand, that's what I want. And on the other hand, I'm like, oh. But I want someone to ask me how my day is. And I want someone who's going to do all of these things. So, you guys, I got an idea. Dear Lord, Lord, help my ideas. My impulsivity ideas. I got an idea to check out some websites that cater to more of this lifestyle. Well, here's what I've learned. 
it's like talking to a different species. Okay. I have never Googled so many acronyms in my life to figure out what the hell they were and what they were talking about. And there are parts of the lifestyle that I'm like, oh, I could be okay with that. And there are other parts of the lifestyle that I'm like, I am not okay with that. And the deeper into it I started researching and the more I started kind of like – because the, the, the sites, the two sites that I joined have a large index of like learning material, okay, and like forums and chat rooms where you can like kind of like lurk around and like see what's going on and get an idea of what's happening. And the more I did that, the more I'm like – it left me with more conflicting feelings than before because I didn't really fit there. But I really don't want fat-free vanilla. And I really just don't know what I want. And here we are. <laughs> so, I mean, and here we are. But this is, this is the reality. This is what women are going through. And no one is talking about it. Everything on these sites is super hush-hush. Everything is about discretion because, you know, if your job found out or if your friends found out, who would think what? And it has me thinking, like, where's the middle ground? So in there, there's somebody I started talking to who – tells me that as as we're talking and and I was very open like I'm just trying to like learn a little bit like not necessarily like looking to bring anyone home and mind you everybody you're talking to is like hundreds of miles away it's like it's really my brain almost can't handle it because it's like blows your mind but everything is usernames and anonymous and once you like match the conversation is there but then like you can easily like take it like I don't know it's 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 really bizarre like you can leave once you leave the conversation it just completely deletes um so I was talking with somebody and and you know, he basically was telling me more about, like, the BDSM lifestyle and kind of how he got into it and what it looks like for him and his partners. And Because these are things I don't even know. Like, and then what I didn't realize, and I, I – maybe it's because I'm naive – a lot of them, like, are in one relationship that is, like, you know, faces the outside world. And then they have this other relationship behind the scenes that nobody knows about with this other person who fulfills this other role. And then that brought up a whole bunch of feelings for me. And I wasn't sure how I felt about it. And as you're trying to make, as I'm trying to make my way through all of this, and it's like sensory and information overload because this is a whole new world that I am just like so intrigued by because it's so taboo. But I'm still super, super uncomfortable in all of it. But yet there's a part of me that's like, we talk about women's empowerment. Like, that is all that I want. And doesn't that include women living out their fantasies? And doesn't it include them doing it and learning about it in a safe environment and way? 
you guys, I have no idea what I'm going to do with this. I know that I'm supposed to be taking in this information. I know that there's a purpose for it. I've talked with several other people um, in the community who are also feeling this rise from women to basically be able to state their needs, to basically be able to state their desires, to basically just be able to state their truth. Oh, excuse me. And to stop pushing everything back into the trauma-filled box, right? And I really think that's my my role in learning about this is I think it's part of my healing journey. You know, whether or not I will ever act on any of it, you guys, I, I have no idea. Trust me, if I do, I will tell you, okay? If I do decide to act on any of it, I will tell you. I have no idea because I'm, I have very conflicting feelings about the information that I have found out. Um, I've also been hit, I've never been hit on by more 19-year-olds. I Like, I know people tell me I look young, but I do not look like I compare with a 19-year-old, okay? Like, I just don't, I don't look that young. Like, let's just face it. Um... Which I find to be extremely disturbing. There, but yet I I think part of where I'm supposed to be in this journey is to learn how to not judge those that are in this path that are in this lifestyle and I'm I'm a huge advocate for that like I am a huge advocate for like I don't have a ton of experience in the LGBTQ community with the with the trans community the queer community I I don't have a ton of hands-on knowledge and experience but I will stand on any corner and link arms with anyone for their right to live the way they wish to be lived, to be covered with all, by all civil rights and human rights, to not be discriminated against, to use whatever fucking pronouns they want to use, right? Like I will stand and I, I will stand on that hill and I will scream and I will die with them trying to help them accomplish that because I believe so strongly in personal autonomy and authenticity and leaning into those pieces leads to authenticity the same way I think that for there are other people that leaning into the kink community leads to authenticity and I don't know enough about it. But I'm trying really hard to learn because I feel like this is a tool that I'm supposed to be using. I don't know. Maybe maybe the universe is trying to tell me that like there's a piece of myself I haven't like – there's a piece of this trauma that I haven't like cleared out yet and that this education and this community is going to help me figure that piece out. Maybe it's simply so that I can say like – things deserve to be spoke about. They don't deserve to be lived in shame. I believe wholeheartedly that we do not, nobody deserves to live in shame. That shame perpetuates and it rolls bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And And as that shame grows, it suffocates us. I I believe so strongly in that. And nobody deserves to be suffocated by their shame. Nobody. Especially when it comes to something like sexual preference, orientation, desires, um... That Those are not decisions like you didn't decide to kill somebody, right? Like, okay, if you decide to kill somebody 
especially like premeditated axe murdering, like, I hope you do have some shame over that. But, but chances are you don't. Those people don't have shame over. They're not suffocating in their shame. That's the thing we have to remember. So the people who deserve to what we would consider to be suffocating in their shame aren't experiencing shame or remorse. The people who are suffocating in their shame are the people who do not deserve to be. And that for me is a, that is a huge concept in life that I feel so strongly about bringing to light. I feel so strongly about bringing to light Nobody deserves to suffocate in their shame. And that desire, that need, that purpose for me started back when my ex-husband attempted suicide. And I didn't feel like I could tell anybody. And it was so shameful. And then we were like on the brink of bankruptcy. We should have we should have claimed bankruptcy. We couldn't because of the business, but we should have claimed bankruptcy. And I was so sh- so ashamed. And that was the point when I started realizing the consequences of shame are serious. And nobody deserves to feel that. So I think it's super important that wherever this pull is leading me, that I try to figure it out and explore it. But all it's led me to is really much more complicated feelings because here's why. Online dating in any of these communities, whether it's a straight community, a kink community, a traditional, it doesn't matter, any community, any online dating community, It's like being trolled on social media the entire time. Do I believe there are good people out there on sites? Yes, I do. Do I also believe there are terrible people? I, I do, and I believe there are more of them than not. And I believe it makes it a really big challenge. Like, I just got done talking to somebody who I spoke with for a week, and then we decided, like, hey, yeah, let's meet up. And then he proceeded to tell me that he's married. And ask for my discretion. No. I do have boundaries. They're rather large. And sometimes they're like drawn in sand, you know, when the tide's coming. But I do have boundaries. (laughs) And that is certainly one of them. Like, absolutely not. Like, I, I can't. I can't do that. And so I feel like this whole journey, part of it is me learning to really test what my my morals and my boundaries are. I feel like it's also like the chance to continue voicing my boundaries and sticking up for myself because these men put you in positions you have to stick up for yourself. Um, I got into an argument with one guy because it wasn't even an argument. I literally just finally just blocked him because he was insisting to me that dating single moms is the worst because you'll never, he would never be the first priority. First of all, do we really think that anybody should be anyone's first priority? Like, I, I could debate that. Second of all, and he's going on to tell me, like, they come home and they're just, they're exhausted and they're this and they're that. I'm like, well, I mean, you could fucking try and help around the house and see how that works. I mean, I, just saying, like, if you want sex, doing the dishes could get that for you. Just putting it out there. Throw in a load of laundry, change the laundry, check that, like, it's not that hard. What I hear is you're looking for another mother. That's what I hear. So then I was like, well, what are you looking for? Like, what are you expecting of single moms? And he's expecting, like, homemade meals and massages and all of – get the fuck out of here. What? Who the fuck's doing that for you now? 
like homemade meals. I don't even fucking cook for me and my kids. You think I'm going to cook? I don't I don't cook. I hate cooking. Like I say that right up front. Like if you I don't like there are there are all these guys who are like someone who's going to cook in the kitchen with me. It's not me. Never. It's never going to be me. So I just think it is it is so important that we continue to stand up for our truths and what we need. And I feel like this the universe putting me in this situation and placing me into this situation where I'm being lied to over and over and people are just disappearing on me, right? Like we talk for four days and then boom, oh, they deleted our conversation. Okay, cool. And there's like nothing... Like there was a guy today, I asked him if he was if he was in a relationship with anybody who was assuming they were in a monogamous relationship. And he's like, nope. And I was like, because that's just something I can't, I can't put myself in that situation. And he's like, I understand. And then boom, deleted my, deleted our conversation. And this is where like, it feels like you're being trolled on social media, but the reality is. This is all a reflection on them. And we have to learn how to not take it personally. This is the next step in that self-growth, right? Because I've learned that in so many aspects of my life. I have gotten more and more comfortable at being like, well, you don't like this? Okay. But I've noticed I'm really struggling in this arena, with like talking to someone for a couple days and then they just fucking disappear and saying this and then finding out they're lying and, you know, oh, P.S., yes, let's get together. Oh, P.S., I'm married. I'm I'm sorry, fucking what? No, let's not get together. Why don't you – there are women out there who that wouldn't bother. There are women out there that would – that statement would not bother them. You should start with that statement so that you don't waste my fucking time. Because I'm not one of those women. So I feel like this entire journey is us and me learning more about myself in, in ways that I never necessarily have had to think about before. I'm meeting people who I'm like, oh, I, you know, he's really cool. I do like him. But is it just like, okay? Or like, like am I going home and like thinking nonstop about him. Cause let me tell you back in December, whew, thought about him all the time, all the time. I never went five minutes without more than five minutes without him on my mind. And there has to be some sort of happy medium, right? So like, it's funny because one of my girlfriends said to me today, The problem with online dating is back when we were in our 20s and we were dating, we didn't know better. All of the same shit existed, but we didn't know better. Now, we know better. We have more self-awareness. We know who we are. Our ethic, our ethics and our morals and our standards are much more concrete than they were back then. And so it's like we have to it's it's this crazy wild like glimpse like through a kaleidoscope where like all the pieces are going and they're all moving and they're all going in different directions and and you're trying to see exactly what it's showing you but you can't really totally make it out but it looks pretty but then at the same time like you're almost getting sick and dizzy while you're looking at it right that's online dating in a nutshell so basically right now I am at a point, I'm also a super loyal person and I'm struggling with this, right? Because 
like I go out with somebody and then, you know, you hear from them like once or twice, but then not again. But then a couple days later, you hear from them again. And I, I don't think I could ever be in a relationship that was not monogamous. Like I, I think I am meant when it comes to a relationship, I am meant for monogamy. Even if that relationship is purely only sex, I still think I'm meant for like for me, one partner. Um, it, I think that's just part of my personality. Like the idea of like going out with several different people makes me feel super awful. But also, isn't that what dating is? Like you're going out and you're kind of like, like I, we haven't actually set a second date yet. So like I'm not actually breaking any rules by going out with another guy who happens to work in the fitness industry and like speaks my language, right? It, it's all very complicated and it's bringing up all of these feelings and emotions in me because I there's a part of me that's like, I feel like I shouldn't be doing that because I just went on a date Saturday with somebody else. But yet, at the same time, we never set a second date. And like, yes, he texted me good morning, but like then I didn't hear from him all day. So it's just extremely wild. And... This is this is the world that we are living in and I'm trying to navigate and I'm this is all brand new to me, you guys. So I'm just as I'm navigating through it, I'm like letting you know about it. And um Yeah, I'm this is this is where it is. So you guys, I don't know what's coming next. I have no idea. I have no idea. what's what's coming i i don't know it it where how what what decisions i'm going to make you guys i don't know i don't know um i don't know how i feel about being on some of these apps there's like a moment where i'm like i got to get off of them and then there's a moment where i'm like but they're also like super fun to like go through and read but then i'm like are you seeking your, your validation from these apps? And I'm like, no, I don't think I am. I don't think I'm looking for validation from these apps. Because also I'm doing a whole lot of laughing. But am I seeking validation from them? I, I feel like I've entered this whole phase of learning about myself that I didn't fucking know existed. I didn't know it was there. And it all comes from that fucking box of trauma right here. This box right fucking here that was pulled out on New Year's Eve. And I thought by writing a letter to my 19-year-old self and, you know, reaching out to my boyfriend when I was 18 and stating the facts that I fucking stated already, I thought that we were like, Passed and through the fucking trauma. But it looks like we're not. So we keep trudging. That's what I got for you guys. So last Saturday I had a, I went on a date with Country Boy. Okay, so wait, let me just recap. Monday we found out the guy was lying to me. Tuesday we found out the depth of the lies. Wednesday I went on a date with a guy who I think genuinely felt really nice was really nice. He sort of had, I feel like he sort of had a Napoleon complex because he was shorter than me. And I feel like in a lot of what he was saying, like it was funny. And I think he meant it like lightheartedly, but like in reality, like he didn't make me, I didn't leave there feeling super good and empowered and whole. I left there feeling sort of like, was he laughing with me or at me? I'm not really sure. So cross him off. Um, then I went out with the country boy on Saturday he was really sweet, you guys. We had a good time. Um, 
the reality is we don't have a super ton of interests in common. Like, he likes to cook a lot. He lives an hour away. He's super into golf. He's super into hunting um, and, like, fishing and all of that kind of stuff. And I don't know. We're going to see. I'm not writing that one off. I'm not writing that one off. But then this coming Wednesday, I have a date with the personal trainer who I do actually really – I'm enjoying our conversation and where where it is in the moment. And in the meantime, I've had several conversations with other people in the kink community and um, on Tinder, like not in the kink community, just on Tinder, right, that are like, you know, about Mexican food and um, living in the country. And one guy who was insisting that I wasn't real and I was like, I, you know, don't know how else to prove to you I'm real. Like, I'm a real person. And he's like, I'm not really sure about this. Um, I, you know, all of them asking me why I'm single. Like, that's, like, just an awkward question. Why is someone single? I don't fucking know. Because, because I was married to a raging alcoholic. I, why are you single? And then they open their mouth and you're like, I know why you're single. Never mind. Right? Like, It's there are so many feelings and emotions in this that I'm truly blown away. But I also feel like today I processed enough and I made myself aware of enough that I can like get back into like moving forward. I think I'm really kind of excited to see like where this all works out and how it all goes. Um, I've also realized that I've made some huge recognitions in terms of coaching and I'm so freaking pumped for everything that's coming you guys so I feel like I was distant and I was quiet last week I was processing a lot but I was also getting a lot of shit done on the back end like the brand new website is coming super soon it's like almost ready uh there is a brand new program coming out that is fucking gold there is so much amazing stuff. I cannot wait. So, on that note, um, you guys, I don't have anything else to leave you with today. I feel like this is a really long episode. Oh, sorry. I'm like, I have the hiccups. Um, oh, my goodness. It's almost an hour. You guys, this is a really long episode. I'm sorry. I thought I was going to keep track of the time and then like split it into two, but apparently I didn't do that. So maybe you're still listening. Maybe you're not. But what I want you to know is you can expect to start seeing more regular updates this week back in Patreon. Um, and we are going to get back to our regularly scheduled programming. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Mwah.